hard lessons. Hmm. A perfect example of the left and the most amazing man I ever met. Welcome to the Jay Sheldon Show. Happy Monday. Uh, yeah, look, I got it. I got it. My flag on the side, my MAGA hat. I'm not wearing this the whole show. I just wanted to show you. I, I got it in the mail. Thank you very much to the viewer listener that sent me that. I really, really do appreciate it. Thank you very much. I will wear that with pride. Oh, man, we got so much crap going on tonight. The enemy's already here. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about a lot of stuff. And uh, thank you. Got some reports in from our Blackout Coffee sponsorship. And uh, you folks are listening to me and trying out the product. And I'm sure that you are very pleased with this product. If you uh, want to review, please do send me a chat or let me know. Send me an email, show at jsheldon.com. I would love to know your reaction to the most amazing coffee on the planet from a company that is all about America and conservative values. They This company believes in honesty, hard work, uh, respect, traditional American values, the family. That's what they're all about in addition to making an amazing cup of coffee, the best fresh roasted coffee you will find. Seriously, this stuff is beyond good. I drink it. You should drink it too. I highly, highly recommend this. They work with local co-ops and American farmers to produce these beans, and then they have what's called a small roast process. That means when you order, within 24 to 48 hours usually, they roast your beans and ship them out. Another couple few days to get to your house. That is fresh roasted coffee, my friends, and it really does make a difference. Get rid of that brown water crap you've been drinking. You don't know how long that stuff's been sitting on the shelf. This stuff from Blackout Coffee, uh -huh, these are fresh roasted beans, and it makes a world of difference. Mmm. I drink it morning, day, noon, and night, and uh, you got to check it out. Just buy a single bag. That's all you got to do. Grab one bag, try it out. I promise you'll be back because they are just that good. And in addition, they've got a whole line of hot cocoa, flavored hot cocos and teas there on Blackout Coffee's site. You can check them out. Use the link in our show notes, and don't forget at checkout to use our promo code J20. J-A-Y-20, that'll get you 20% off your first order of any amount. 20% off your first order with our promo code J20. So check out the link in our show notes. It's right down there, and you will be amazed. You will fall in love with Blackout Coffee. This stuff, ah, oh, man, I'm telling you. I am so proud to have them as a sponsor, not only because of the amazing products they make, but because they are an American company, and that's what it's all about. we got to get behind these folks. All right. Well, we are about to learn some very hard lesson from open borders. Yeah, rigged elections have consequences, my friend. Hezbollah and Hamas have a very large presence in Mexico, and likely you didn't know that. Oh, yeah. A lot of Sunni, Shia uh, Muslims in Mexico. Uh, they have cells currently 
we are being told, inside our borders in the United States as we speak. And when they attack, and no doubt they will, we will find out exactly how lethal they are. Now, there has been, strangely enough, probably surprise you, a long-standing uh, agreement, alliance, between the Mexican drug cartels and Hezbollah Hamas terrorists. Supported by Iran, it goes all the way back to the Obama administration. That should not surprise you. The emergence of this is a significant shift. The connection been aiding the entry of terrorists into the United States for almost 20 years now. They are here, they've been here, and reinforcements are crossing the border as we speak. Eight, nine, ten million unvetted, undocumented illegals. How many is it up to now? Pouring in, and you can just bet among them the makings of terror cells count on it be aware of it and protect yourself. You and your family's life may very well depend on it. Look, I don't want to do scare tactics. It's not scare tactics. It's be prepared tactics. Be aware of your surroundings. Sadly, we have to do that all the time. The UK, the US, Australia, Canada, New Zealand, France, Germany, you had one job, protect your population, and you have failed. In some cases, perhaps in all cases, intentionally. <coughs> it is a mess. Right off the show, you will see in today's show, in our show notes, a whole bunch of, hang on, here we go. A whole bunch of links, mostly Twitter posts, X posts, sorry. Germany. Germany is fed up. German patriots here marching against illegals and uncontrolled immigration. These are the things the media will not show you. Take a look at this. Europe is lost. Migration was a lethal mistake. Women's right to vote was the catalyst. The secular postmodern whites are slowly killing themselves. Birth rate 1.3. This, this fellow says this stems from white guilt and self-loathing. Can't say that I disagree. Take a look at the UK. Wow. Frightening. Frightening. From an account called Lee Gordon, also over on X. This post. Pro-Palestinian protest 
in Los Angeles, Chicago, New York, LA. Look at these crowds. And honestly, most of these people have absolutely no idea who or what they are supporting, these terrorists. And the argument, it's the Palestinian people, it's the civilians. Folks, 60% of the Palestinian people support the terrorists. They voted them into office. 75 or 76 seats in whatever form of government they have there, God knows. Most of it happens at the end of a gun. Here's New York. Take a look at this. Look at this crowd. Wow. This is frightening. Look at that. Unbelievable. And remember we talked about the drug cartels? I put a link to this article. You should read it. How Hezbollah collaborates with the Latin American drug cartels. Black cocaine and why authorities should worry about charcoal experts. Wow. Last month, Dutch authorities raided a small village where Colombian cartels turned charcoal camouflaged cocaine back into drugs. Charcoal that most Americans burn in your barbecue, not the stuff they would normally associate with organized crime, but the evidence is mounting that in recent years, charcoal is fast becoming a cover to masquerade cocaine. In addition, this article talks about the link between Hezbollah and the Latin American drug cartels. It's an interesting read. You really should check it out. So those links are in our show notes. Hal 9000, hey, 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 welcome in. Robert Cards, Mass Murder Crimes. Yeah. Boy, he went out of the news fast, didn't he? Just like that. Gone. Wow. In addition to everything else going on in the Middle East, we talked about Robert Card, the now deceased mass shooter in Lewiston, Maine. I got to tell you, somebody posted this, and it is a tearjerker. It is the father of Joey, a hero who bravely confronted that Robert Card moron, the shooter, with a butcher knife. He lost his life trying to protect himself and others, sadly. Unbelievably, the father of Joey, Leroy Walker Sr., 
had this to say about the shooter. This will amaze you. Give me one second here. One quick second. Here we go. I am not sure, I'm not sure I could be this forgiving. I just can't hate him. I guess we can't make our choices on people, but I can't, I can't hate this person. I've, I've been taught different than that, I hope, anyways. And uh, I believe in the Lord, and, uh, and I have to feel that way. If you hate, and the hate drives you crazy, you're going to hurt people. And I've had my ups and downs in my life. And uh, I don't want anyone to hurt me, and I don't want to hurt anybody. And I'm sure this man, whatever happened to his mind, I'm sure he wasn't born to be a killer. And instead of, I'm sure, a father and a mother that would have never believed this would have happened with him. Hate will never bring my son back. I just can't. Like I said, I I don't think I could be that forgiving. But bless you. That's that's something else. Wow. All right. Uh, that link, by the way, is in our show notes. If you want to check it out, we have a perfect example of the left being the left and why we couldn't be any diametrically different from these goofball morons. Before that, though, General Mike Flynn, I did not put this post in our, uh, in our show notes because it just happened, very recent post. But he writes on X, a fascinating and serious 18-minute conversation between journalists and military experts. Colonel McGregor, outlines with simple but expert clarity many of the underlying conditions that we in America face. Like it or not, America is involved in a global, multicultural car crash, resulting in many casualties, dead, dead dying, or seriously injured, severe damage to the vehicles, and the first responders can't even get out of the gate because they're stuck in a time and a place that no longer exists. Our U.S. leadership, all sides, defunct, actually throwing more gas on the burning heap of cars, waiting to eventually pick their way through the pile for scraps. President Eisenhower warned us of something so dangerous to the future of America and of mankind. Yet, here we are, continuing to magnify that danger instead of reducing it. And Eisenhower's warning was over 60 years ago. Endless wars benefit very few, 
and they result in untold and unimaginable consequences. The current situation must end soon, or it will not end well. If you are not following General Mike Flynn over on Twitter, you are missing out, because A, this man, he has every ounce of my respect, and B, he posts the truth, and it will open your eyes if they're not already open. General Mike Flynn, at Jen Flynn, F-L-Y-N-N, over on X. Please give him a follow. You will be enlightened. You know, I clipped and pasted this because it applied, and I've kind of saved it. I haven't read it, but this, I think, is perhaps the perfect time. It's from Pat Buchanan, of all people, and it's an article, very short, it's called A Republic, Not an Empire. At the opening of the 20th century, there were five great Western empires, the British, French, Russian, German, and Astro-Hungarian, and the two merging great powers, Japan and the United States. By the end of the century, all of the empires had disappeared. How did they perish? By war. All of them destroyed by war. America survives as a sole superpower because it stayed out of the slaughter pens until the other great powers had fought themselves nearly to death and avoided a cataclysmic clash with a nuclear-armed Soviet Russia. Yet today, America's leaders are reenacting every folly that brought these great powers to ruin, from arrogance and hubris to assertions of global hegemony, imperial overstretch, trumpeting new crusades, to handing out war guarantees to regions and countries where Americans have never fought before. We are piling up the kind of commitments that produce the greatest disasters of the 20th century. Wow, truer words and a lesson. Pat Buchanan from 1999. Man knew what he was talking about. We are in for some hard times, friends. I'm going to say it, but it's a fact, sadly. Sadly, it is a fact. It's not going to get better. It will get better, but it's going to get a lot worse before it does. Like I said in the beginning of the show, be prepared. Do not be afraid, and don't fear fear, but be prepared. Trump cult members take note. This, this woman is a freak. And to me, she is the best example of what the hell is wrong with the left. Listen to this. Trans people, trans people, all here. We need trans people. 
put that on repeat and play it maybe in headphones for about 30 minutes and you will have red-pilled yourself. I don't know who this geek freak is, but she goes on and on and on like that. To what end, I have no idea. But these are the kind of whack jobs we're dealing with. They have issues, folks. They have problems. They're quite real problems, by the way. A new study is out. According to a Pew study, P-E-W, I put these links in our show notes, and man, take a look at these gorgeous hunks of female beauty. 56% of young liberal white women have been diagnosed with a mental disorder. How surprised are you? Take a look at who we're dealing with. These, I'm not sure I'd use the phrase young for some of them, but maybe they are and they just look that way because, you know, the life they lead. But 56%, are you kidding me? Dang. And that's not all. We got a breakdown. This is insane. From freebeacon.com, the Washington Free Beacon. This is a great article. According to science, white liberals more likely to have mental health problems. The majority of young white female libs have a diagnosed mental health condition, according to Pew Research. Uh, significantly more likely than other racial and ideological groups to be diagnosed with a mental health condition. The Pew Research Center published a survey, was the sub, uh, conducted a survey, I should say, subject of a recent uh, X thread. Wow, white liberals of all ages more likely to have been diagnosed with mental health conditions compared with their moderate or conservative peers. The disparity is especially pronounced among young people between 18 and 29, the most annoying demographic on the planet. And, of course, the ones with the worst opinions, generally speaking. <laughs> Nearly half of the white liberals, 46%, reported being diagnosed with mental health conditions that is significantly higher than the percentage of young white moderates, 26%, and young white conservatives, 21%. Oh, yeah. Young white people, again, they separated this by race. That's why I keep saying it. So they, you know, purposely went after white people. Caucasian people, identified as very liberal, considerably more likely to report mental health problems. Like I said, none of any of this will surprise you, but the story's in our show notes, and I encourage you to check it out. 
it really just kind of explains a little bit of everything. There's a triple link in our show notes about this story. Here's the actual breakdown. Young white liberals, 46%, yes. Young white moderates, 26%. Now, these are the numbers we just talked about. 21% for young white conservatives. Wow. Wokeness, wokeness as you know it, apparently is just a mental disorder. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're bopping all over the place. This one comes from a place I used to live. In fact, I've not only lived there, but worked in law enforcement for the Monroe County Sheriff's Department. I'm pretty sure they would have been involved in this, but wow. We talked about Hezbollah and Hamas terrorists setting up cells here in the country. Well, while we're all looking over there, guess what the Chinese are doing over there? Congressman has sounded the alarm. 17 Chinese nationals arrested in Key Largo, Florida. That's the top key of all the Florida keys that hang off the tip of Florida. Wow. Ongoing conflict between Israel and Hamas. Worries about the security of the border continue to escalate. Growing concerns about individuals with potential security risks. And Carlos Jimenez from Florida released a statement, 17 individuals from Communist China detained in Key Largo, which is in his district. Quote, as you know, I serve on the House Armed Services Committee, but also on the House Select Committee on the co uh, competition between the U.S. and the Communist Char uh, Chinese Party. Recently, 17 Chinese nationals apprehended in the Florida Keys. Very concerning for me, he says. I've gotten indications and information that the Chinese CPP, the Chinese Communist Party, is getting more and more influence in our hemisphere, especially around South Florida. We know they've got activities going on in Cuba, Cuba is 90 miles away, 90 short miles away from Key West, Florida. They're looking to do a lot of infrastructure work, also in the Bahamas. All of this again, Jimenez says, very concerning to me. Why were they trying to sneak into the country? What was their purpose? Again, he says, I think it's the first time that we've actually apprehended Chinese nationals in our part of the country. There is, uh, there is Mr. Jimenez. 17 Chinese nationals busted in Key Largo, Florida. Should that concern you? Oh, yes, it should. Yes, it should. Hey, did you see this one? I love this one. Hey, LAPD, come on over to Rumble. You're more than welcome here. I don't speak for Rumble, but trust me, you're more than welcome here. YouTube 
the communist bastards that they are, which is why we are no longer on YouTube, nor will we ever be on YouTube, <coughs> they have suspended. Now, to be fair, since then, they have undone the suspension. Doesn't matter. You did it, you idiots. They suspended the LAPD's channel after the department shared a violent video. Now, these are security cameras, officer body cam footage. It's out there. It's happening. It's real life, folks. Whether you like it or not, whether you want to watch it or not, it's what these officers put up with every damn day. And you ought to see it so you know what's going on. Well, take a look at these idiots. YouTube suspends the LAPD's YouTube channel. This is the actual video that they were suspended for. There's a story about it. Uh, In a video all right, of a I'll, brutal attack. I'll play the sound. Take a look. The department says the platform temporarily suspended its channel over this incident. They posted footage of an attack in Venice where two suspects beat a man with bolt cutters. Ouch. But you know what? You need to see that. You need to see what's going on in the real world, not that puff candy cotton place you live. I am, of course, talking mostly to the liberals in our audience, and we have a few. But anyway, YouTube, true to form, suspended the channel because they shared that video. Get off YouTube, please. If you are a content producer, get yourself on account on Rumble. It's free. Bring all your content, your shows over here where we don't censor. Long as it's legal, we don't censor at all. I say we, I'm not a part of Rumble. I have no interest or financial interest in Rumble. I just love this platform because it lets me do what I do here. It lets people like Dan Bongino of whom I am a huge fan. He comes up after me at 11 o'clock. Join him, please, the Dan Bongino Show. I'm a big fan. And, uh, yeah, you want to get rid of that YouTube censorship? Find yourself a home here on Rumble. You're more than welcome. YouTube. Pfft. Unbelievable. All right, finally, I saw this post about the most amazing man I ever met. That man is this guy. This is one of the la in fact, this is the last photograph ever taken of this amazing man. Almost hard to tell who that is from the picture, but that is Muhammad Ali in 2016. Born Cassius Clay, considered the most important athlete of the 20th century by professionals and critics alike. He was known as the greatest, used his boxing platform to advocate for civil rights, humanitarian issues as a form of self-expression. Despite being considered the best boxer of all time, Ali dealt with racism, and discrimination his whole life. A story about Ali that shows exactly 
how dedicated to his beliefs he was. And he was. Ali had won a gold medal in the 1960 Olympic boxing tournament. He was only 18 years old. He went back to his hometown, Louisville, Kentucky, where he was referred to with slurs by the local papers. A gold medal winner in the Olympics. Proud of his accomplishments, Ali went out one night to celebrate his victory while wearing his gold medal. He entered a diner and was refused service. Enraged, the waitress would only recognize him for the color of his skin and not his character. He threw his medal into the Ohio River off a bridge. He did this as he felt that no matter what he achieved, he would never be judged for his character, but for his physical features, for the melanin content of his skin. He had an absolutely incredible career, 56 wins, 37 by knockout, five losses. And towards the end of his career, Ali showed signs of Parkinson's disease, which caused him to retire. Also, of course, Muhammad Ali, if you don't know, was known for his rather unique boxing style, which consisted of movements called the Ali Shuffle. Gave the impression he was dancing. He's not credited as being a heavy hitter, but he was known for his dodging and agile abilities, which allowed him to dodge attacks. He would keep that up until his opponents got so tired they didn't have any force in their punches anymore. And then Ali went on the aggressive front and he came at you and he knew. He would go on to inspire millions of people around the world with his poetic comment, uh, commentary, his wishful thinking, and his amazing, generous attitude. I had the unbelievable honor of actually meeting Muhammad Ali in person. I was hired uh, back in the 80s, early 80s, to do uh, a videotape of a birthday party for a rather famous network executive. It was being held on a boat that was in New York Harbor, went out, went all the way around the island and stuff. And all these celebrities were on board. Paul Schaefer was there from Late Night, Rona Barrett, uh, so many celebrities. And among them was Muhammad Ali. And I said hello. I shook his hand, and he didn't just kind of dust me off and keep walking. He actually stopped and asked what I was doing, where I was from, and seemed genuinely interested. This man, such an, an incredible legend. And I was absolutely honored to have met him, however briefly it was. The great, the greatest, Muhammad Ali. Wow, incredible. Okay, 
little me time there. I saw that post about Muhammad Ali, and I had to uh, had to share it, bring you a little personal angle on the story. We got a book to talk about, don't we? Yes, we do. Um, it's Lord of the Flies. We read books on this show, been doing it from the very beginning to 481 shows again. Hey, we're knocking on the door of 500 shows. Wow. Anyway, now before we get to that, just a couple quick housekeeping little things here. Be sure you click that follow button over there. Thank you so much to all those of you who have. Really appreciate that. Also, if you want, join us over on Locals. You can subscribe over there, what amounts to maybe like buying me a cup of coffee every month. Just hit the subscribe button. And uh, off you go, you'll get access to all of our behind-the-scenes video, which are kind of goofy and kind of cool. Just a little shorty stuff that I uh, post uh, for subscribers over there on our Locals channel. And uh, join us. We've got some great deals for you, which are on things like NordVPN, Skillshare, uh, Brickhouse Nutrition, and of course, Blackout Coffee, the best coffee, fresh roasted beans you'll ever find. All those links are also down there in our show notes. You can check them out, get yourself some great deals. Right now, though, it's time. We've been doing Lord of the Flies, and we are just about halfway through this book. An amazing book written by William Golding, first published back in 1954. So let's head over, continue on with the rest of chapter eight of The Lord of the Flies. The two savages looked at each other, raised their spears together, and spoke in time. The chief has spoken. Then the three of them turned away, trotted, Presently, Ralph rose to his feet, looking at the place where the savages had vanished. Sam, Sam Nerick came talking in an awed whisper. I thought it was, and I was scared. Piggy stood above them on the platform, still holding the conch. That was Jack and Maurice and Robert, said Ralph. Aren't they having fun? I thought I was going to have asthma. Sucks to your asthma. When I saw Jack, I was sure he'd go for the conch. Can't think why. The group of boys looked at the white shell with affectionate respect. Piggy placed it in Ralph's hands, and the little one, seeing the familiar symbol, started to come back. Not here. He turned towards the platform, feeling the need for ritual. First went Ralph, the white conch cradled, then Piggy, very grave, then the twins, then the little ones, and the others. Sit down, all of you. They raided us for fire. They're having fun. But the Ralph was puzzled by the shudder that flickered in his brain. It was something you wanted to say. And then the shudder had come down. But the... They were regarding him gravely, not yet troubled by any doubts about his sufficiency. Ralph pushed the idiot hair out of his eyes and looked at Piggy. But the... Oh, the fire! Of, of course! The fire! He started to laugh and then stopped and became fluent again. The fire's the most important thing. Without the fire, we can't be rescued. I'd like to put on war paint and be a savage, but 
We must keep the fire burning. The fire's the most important thing on the island. Because, because, he paused again, and the silence became full of doubt and wonder. Piggy whispered urgently, Rescue. Oh, oh yes, without the fire, we can't be rescued. So we must stay by the fire and, and, and make smoke. When he stopped, no one said anything. After the many brilliant speeches that had been made on this very spot, Ralph's remarks seemed lame, even to the little ones. At last, Bill held out his hand for the conch. Now we can't have the fire up there. Because we can't have the fire up there, we need more people to keep it going. Let's go to this feast and tell them the fire is hard on the rest of us. Hunting and all that. Being savages, I mean, it must be jolly good fun. Sam Nerick took the conch. That must be fun, like Bill says, and as he's invited us to a feast, meat crackling. I could do with some meat. Ralph held up his hand. Why shouldn't we get our own meat? The twins looked at each other. Bill answered, We don't want to go in the jungle. Ralph grimaced. He, you know, goes... He's a hunter. They're all hunters. That's different. No one spoke for a moment. And then Piggy muttered to the sand, Meat. The little one sat solemnly thinking of meat and dribbling. Overhead the cannon boomed again, and the dry palm fronds scattered in a sudden gust of hot wind. You are a silly little boy said the Lord of the Flies. Just an ignorant, silly little boy. Simon moved his swollen tongue, but said nothing. Don't you agree, said the Lord of the Flies. Aren't you just a silly little boy? Simon answered him in the same silent voice. Well then, said the Lord of the Flies. You'd better run off and play with the others. They'll think you're batty. You don't want Ralph to think you're batty, do you? You like Ralph a lot, don't you? Piggy and Jack. Simon's head was tilted up slightly. His eyes could not break away from the Lord of Flies hung in space before him. What are you doing out here all alone? Aren't you afraid of me? Simon shook. <coughs> there isn't anyone to help you. Only me. And I'm the beast. Simon's mouth labored, brought forth audible words. Pig's head on a stick. Fancy thinking the beast was something you could hunt and kill, said the head. For a moment or two, the forest and all the other dimly appreciated places echoed with the parody of laughter. You knew, didn't you? I'm part of you. Close. 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 I'm the reason why it's a no-go. 
why things are what they are. The laugh shivered again. Come now, said the Lord of the Flies. Get back to the others and we'll forget the whole thing. Sam's head wobbled, his eyes half closed as though he were imitating the obscene thing on the stick. He knew that one of his times was coming on. The Lord of the Flies was expanding like a balloon. Oh, this is ridiculous. You know perfectly well you'll only meet me down there, so don't try to escape. Simon's body was arched and stiff. The Lord of the Flies spoke in the voice of a schoolmaster. This has gone quite far enough, my poor misguided child. Do you think you know better than I do? There was a pause. I'm warning you. I'm going to get angry. You see, you're not wanted, understand? We're going to have fun on this island, understand? We're going to have fun on this island. So don't try it on, my poor, misguided boy, or else... Simon found he was looking into a vast mouth. There was blackness within, a blackness that spread. Or else said the Lord of the Flies. We shall do you. See? Jack, Roger, Maurice, Robert, Bill, Piggy, Ralph. Do you see? Simon was inside the mouth. He fell down and lost consciousness. That is the end of chapter eight. We will move on to chapter nine coming up tomorrow morning on the show. It's called A View to a Death. Oh my goodness. Kind of fits in for Halloween tomorrow night, doesn't it? <laughs> All right. We had so much going on tonight. Thank you so much for popping by. Uh, by the way, a quick uh, programming announcement. Uh, we set the clock back, uh, what, next Sunday. However, this show is at 10 a.m. Eastern Time in the United States of America, and we will continue to be at 10 a.m. in the United States of America. So join us, if you will, and uh, we'll be here 10 o'clock for the rest of whenever. Until they shut us down, hopefully that won't happen for a long time to come. Check out our sponsors. Go buy something. Hit the follow button. Thank you so much for popping by and being part of the show. And I will see you again tomorrow. 